Welcome back. Good morning. Another segment. Can we keep it real? How we doing, man? You know I always gotta expose the fuckery. Especially in and around the police departments when you're not keeping it real. When you're not doing what you're supposed to do. It looks like an Arizona cop, man. Where he was having sex in his office. And then the dirty bastard. Not only that. He filmed it with his department body camera. So, yeah, they're right. Police do need body cameras, I guess. This friggin' scumbag. He then stored the porn on his work computer. And he even stored it in a label that was friggin' in a file that was actually labeled Fun Times. The ball's on him. And it included pictures of his dick. Naked girls like as young as five years old. What a sleaze bag. I mean, the video that ended up surfing was stored on a jump drive which was attached to a computer that was used by Officer Anthony Duran. At the time, he was the second in command. He was actually, you know, so he was a big, he was a big shot in the police department. It ended up showing, there's like a four minute video. He's in uniform. You can see the, the police badge. You can see, you know, he is a superior. Um, he's sitting in a chair at his office and, he, and straddling him is a naked chick. Who, from what they're saying, isn't even, isn't even a, a police officer. But when confronted about the video... This guy's trying to say that he don't deserve to be fired. He don't deserve to be fired for recording having sex while on the job with a city body cram and having naked images of five-year-old children. You don't deserve to be fired. He said, I'll, I'll admit to a violation and take my, I guess they call it a 40. It's, it's like a, um, a one-week suspension from work. This guy needs to be fired. I mean, people like this is the reason why good police officers all the time don't get great stories, don't get... People are always skeptical of the police because of stories, because of this scumbag. I mean, this guy really needs to be criminally investigated. He actually was, but no charges were filed. Well, you know what happened in March? He got fired. Then he ended up claiming a video and a porn were put on a personal flash drive, really, that had nothing to do with work at all. But they were on a department computer, right, buddy? Right, scumbag? And then he said he wasn't even on duty when the video was filmed. I mean, police are already confirming that the child in the photo was his daughter. In 2013, he was terminated by the Pima County Sheriff's Office for kissing and fondling a woman in his patrol car while he was on duty. And then he tried to delete the pictures and text messages from his cell phone. I mean... They've been sued for hiring substantiated officers with extensive misconduct record to save money. 
I mean, that's what Complex Superior does. They try to save money on this stuff. But people like this really need to start abusing their rank and power. They really need to stop stop doing this stuff because it's just it's just not right. They're not keeping it real. You know, they're supposed to, you know, protect, man, uphold your integrity. I mean, really, what the hell is going on with that, man? But I'll be right back. You already know. If you like the content, you know what to do. Hey, how we doing? It's your boy Mikey, man. This is the host of the Can We Keep It Real podcast, What's Cracking Today? Yo, as I look back on the New England Mafia, if you go all the way back to 1989, I mean, the Mafia isn't what it was at one point, man. It seems now it's nothing but rats, man. Guys want to get themselves out of a jam. At one point, stand-up guys got busted. They went to jail, even if they were innocent. But on an October day in 1989, a lot of the head guys at the New England La Nostra came to a house in Boston for a secret meeting. It was at that house that they were going to induct new members of the Mafia family. But not even realizing that every word that was said that day was going to be captured... On surveillance, it was going to be captured on audio. The FBI had already bugged the house before the meeting even took place. Raymond Jr. Patriarca thought he took every precaution to prevent the cops from spying on this secret ceremony. He had the four captains and ten soldiers, all made men in the mafia that bore the Patriarca name, park in a nearby mall and get a ride to the Medford home of the sister of the wise guy, Vincent Animal Ferrara. He also had his men make sure that there were no FBI agents hidden in utility trucks nearby, and he also frisked the four men that were going to vow allegiance to Yomurta, to the family. I mean, even after all that precaution... Patriarca didn't even know that one of his soldiers, Angelo Sonny Mercurio, was an FBI informant. He had helped the feds break into a tiny house before the ceremony and bug the rooms. The result of that bugging operation was very, very explosive. It was the first FBI recording of a mafia induction ceremony the secret ritual brought over from the old country. A ritual that had never before been witnessed by someone who wasn't a member of the mafia. As Patriarca addressed his fellow mobsters who driven in from Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, all of them nicely dressed and snacking on an antipasto. Most of his words were captured by the FBI microphone. Patriarca hoped this ceremony would bring peace to his family that was hurting so much, which was embroiled in a bloody, bloody war. Patriarca told the assembled mobsters, let's let bygones be bygones and a good future 
for all of us. One of the four men that inducted in the family that day was Bobby the Rat DeLuca. His trigger finger was pricked with a knife. His blood was smudged on a Catholic Saint card that was then burned as DeLuca made a sacred vow to spill blood but never secrets. His capo, Joseph Russo, then warned him that he had to be willing to do anything the family has asked. This thing of ours, this meeting, will be amongst the happiest meeting you will ever attend, Russo told Bobby DeLuca. Do you accept that? Yes, I do, Bobby DeLuca said. With that, he went from low-level mob hanger on the Providence fame to Little Italy, where Patriarca commanded the entire New England Mafia and held meeting with the bosses of the five New York crime families. His nickname was the Cigar because of the one seemingly clench between his lips during all waking hours. This guy always had a cigar in his mouth. You will now be baptized, Russo told DeLuca as him and another capo ended up taking over. And they asked Bobby DeLuca to repeat the ancient rite in Italian. And they went on to say the Italian verse of, I want to enter into this organization to protect this family. He then swore to never become a rat, to live with the omerta, the honor. DeLuca then said in Italian, he repeated, that he was inducted into his new family alive, and if he didn't follow the mafia code, the only way out is in a body bag. Well, DeLuca would eventually rise through the ranks of the mob, and then he would go on to later become a captain. Following through the promise he made that fall day to murder anyone who got in the way of family business. You know, that's ironic because, you know, about three, you know, three decades later, after his initiation, DeLuca is actually using the same trigger finger to point out members, to point out mafia graves and mafia murders. He's ex also expected to take the stand against another guy in the mafia soon. He already took the stand against Cadillac Frank and Paulie Wiedek. Organized crime, though, it's not what it once was. I mean, DeLuca is just doing what so many other people have done. People have cooperated to save their own ass. I mean, think about it. Everyone's a rat these days. At one time, that shit never happened. Now, ratting is a way to get your ass out of a pinch. I mean, DeLuca already testified against one boss from his own family who became an informant. I mean, snitch versus snitch, trial of 2018. is going to be 73. I mean, he already took the stand. Is he going to make it to take the stand against someone else? He took it against Cadillac Frank, who was a trusted aide of James Whitey Bulger, a murderous gang leader 
who built an empire with the help of the FBI. Bolger also worked as an informant himself, putting away his rivals, which also helped his FBI handlers get headlines, get accolades, and eventually, John Connolly ended up in prison. But see, John Connolly would tip Bolger off. Things, and he tipped him off about things that was going on. He even tipped him off that he was going to be indicted. See, Whitey Bolger was the brother of a powerful Massachusetts politician at the time, and he bounced. Bolger was on the run for at least like 16 years, just hiding in plain sight in California. But did the FBI really want to capture him? He was captured in 2011, the same year DeLuca decided to flip and cooperate with the feds. But guess what? DeLuca flipped long before that. He originally flipped in 2006 with the Rhode Island State Police. That's right, a lot of people don't even know that. DeLuca was expected to testify against Bolger, but wasn't even called to the stand. I mean, Bolger's treachery is, came up in the Salemi trial, you know, on charges that he murdered the manager of, uh, you know, Stevie DeSaro. And DeLuca just let investigators right to the grave, save his own ass. Remember, he took that oath. He showed him where Stevie DeSaro was. He testified to that. Another mobster, Stephen the Rifleman, testified to that, that he watched him strangle him to death. Is the trial good news for law enforcement? Is it going to close what Robert Kennedy opened back in the day? Is there a mafia power problem in the United States? Is it breathing its last breath? Are they so desperate for new talent that they're making undercover cops soldiers in the mafia? Are they going to hire people? I mean, shit, they might have to hire someone to do background checks on new recruits. Make sure they're not police. But Long is joking about the recent case against the Bonanno Crime Family Associate, including acting captain Zumo, who welcome an undercover police informant right into their family. Like, what the hell, how bad is that? That would have never happened back in the day. He even managed to wear a wire at another induction ceremony in Canada. I mean, this was really the first recording of a initiation since DeLuca became a made man in 1989. But they got video on this one. I mean, they even got him saying, you're now a member of the Bonanno crime family on a wiretap. But once they start snitching, it all goes down fast. I mean, to get a recording of a secret ceremony, that's like extraordinary. And they never did it before the New England Mafia let them in. I mean, a lot of things come from Bobby DeLuca opening his mouth. But Bobby DeLuca once took an oath, and now he violated it. He came into this thing alive. And he better hope he dies in a prison cell. Because if anyone gets their hands on him, he might be a dead man.